Welcome back, everyone, to the Web3 Weekly Podcast, the most relatable and reliable NFT, crypto, and technology podcast in the nation. In today's episode, I am blessed to have Angelica Saldana with me today. Angelica is a crypto investor, metaverse advisor, and developer, as well as a filmmaker. This episode just is to learn all about who she is and what she does inside this space. So without further ado, let's just hop right into it. How's it going, Angelica? Welcome to uh, Web3 Weekly. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I am so excited. Life is so great. Opportunities in this market, even though it's down, we're still building Web3 and nobody can stop us. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you put that perfectly where the people people are always still building, even though prices might be down. Brand new technology is being made every single day and uh, brand new breakthroughs are being created as well. But um, to kind of start all about you, that's uh, kind of why we're here, just putting the spotlight on you today. So do you mind to kind of give the audience a brief introduction of who you are and kind of how you got to where you are today? Okay, so what happened uh, in 2006, I relocated to Rome, Italy because I was getting my Vatican degree. It, it was a degree higher than a master's, and I went to the same school Pope John Paul II got his doctorate and cardinals. But at that time, if you have a student D visa, you can only work 10 hours a month. And it was in euros, right? We're in, we're in USD, so I had to make a living. So what I did was in 2006, I taught myself how to day trade. I, I, uh, and I put up an E-Trade account and I started t- teaching myself about the fundamentals of the market and then the technicals. I learned about Japanese candlesticks, how to read them, fractals. Then I took $5,000 of my money and within three months, I made 20000 So that's how I started with investing. And do you want me to continue? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's fine. I think we can definitely dive deep more into that later. I think I think it's important to uh, give a, just a brief summary at the start, and then we can dive deep into the topics you might have hinted on. But you obviously uh, said that you went to like the Vatican to, or you went to Rome to get your Vatican degree and all that. How did that all come to fruition? Like, what made you want to continue to pursue your like something higher than a master's? Okay, so, okay, my story is really crazy. So just for everybody to know. So when I was 16 years old, I was also in the music business. Okay, so what I mean by that is I took sound engineering. Like when you go into the studio and you learn how to do engineering outside going to high school. And I don't know if you guys know who George Clinton Funkadelics is. He was there at the studio. Like that's how hot the studio was. And then I also, I I can sing like I can sing very well. So Michael J. Powell, who is a seven-time Grammy Award producer for Anita Baker, Aretha Franklin, because I'm in Michigan. He's from Detroit. He discovered me at 16 and put me in a singing group. Oh, wow. Yes, right? And I was the lead. Like, it was an R&B singing group to the point that... When I was, I, oh, I was, okay, and at the same time, I'm older than you guys, I'm not going to reveal my age, but I also knew the hottest DJs, okay, in Michigan, and I, even though I was underage, okay, at 20, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas 
was going to, uh, I should back up. Another thing that when I was put in the singing group, I had already by 16, a vocal coach who produced also for Aretha Franklin. I had a, a Wow, I didn't know I was interviewing a, a child prodigy. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know about that. Then I, uh, what is it called? I even had an agent. I had an entertainment lawyer already by 16, 17 years old. So then I was working on my own demo, like R&B demo, straight up. Like I can, people say like I, my voice is like Anita Baker, Tony Braxton, but I, I sing, I sing like Faith Evans, Biggie's wife, right? That's my way. I could do all those riffs. So what happened? So my friends are all DJs, like big time DJs. And then they, they started like the techno booty era in the club. And I learned how to dance in, in the Detroit club. That's what I also I was doing. <laughs> So at 20, there was a club, okay, and Stacy, who's Stacy Ferguson, who's Fergie from the Black IPs, was there at this club. Oh, and wow. you have to be, yes, you have to be 21 to get in. And I, and I, I told my friend Brian, who's DJ Godfather, I said, hey, you got to hook me up. Like, I got to get in. I got to, I got to meet Stacy, right, Fergie. So he let me in. And then what happened that night, it was completely magical. I was dancing because I really can dance. I was dancing. And there was another, uh, there was another gir girl named Angelique. She's a tour dancer for artists in concert. Okay. She sees me and she, she sees me dancing. She said, you know what, girl, you need to dance with me, like in concert, like on stage. So then we like, we, we, I gave her my number and then I noticed with, at the very top at this, of this dance club, there was a woman up with blonde hair, black sunglasses watching. Okay. So I'm just like, huh, who's that? Like who's watching me dance? So then after Fergie got off the stage, like I literally pointed to her and I said, let's hang out. She immediately brought me backstage downstairs and we hung out for probably I think an hour and what I did was when I met Fergie I said Fergie hey let me you know I sing let me sing to you like immediately so we went to the bathroom and we like I sang to her and then as soon as she got out she snaps her fingers and her manager I don't know if you guys know who Martika is <clears throat> Martika sang Toy Soldier Prince produced Prince produced her song her manager then was Martha Miero and so Martha gave me her business card and then it was so funny too. You know how like fans usually take pictures? Fergie yeah. asked to take a picture with me. <laughs> I didn't even think that's to do awesome. That. Yeah, so then so I was in the music business, so that's what I was doing. And then okay, so obviously I believe in God. And then I had a conversion at twenty one and I ended up living in the woods with no electricity. Like no running water. I lived in a hermitage, like a hermit. What what brought you there? Like, how did you end up there? Oh, well, okay. I had a spiritual direct... I know, it's going to... Gosh, this is like... I know I'm supposed to talk about the metaverse. I'm trying to forward it really quickly. But what happened, I have a spiritual director who teaches priests and, and under the bishop, exorcisms. You know, like the exorcist? Yeah. That's what he does. And so I became under his team of, of the exorcist team. And then... He told me that I was called, you know, called to go and live in the woods in this religious order. And that's why I did oh it for Lord. one year. Yeah, like right <laughs> at, yeah. And then from there, after that, I was 21. I was living with no electricity, no running water, in a hermitage. Okay. Sometimes nobody was around. That might be the complete opposite of the metaverse. Living in the woods, no internet, no nothing. That's so weird. That's so funny how you kind of, how you, uh 
are now in the metaverse space after experiencing that. But right. continue, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You can cut me off anytime. So then, yeah, so nobody was around me. I lived there for an, a year, okay? Like, when I mean nobody was around me, sometimes nobody was around me for one mile in each direction. And I lived like a nun. I literally woke up at four, prayed, prayed at eight, prayed at 10, prayed at three, prayed at six, prayed at nine, okay, for, wow. for one year. But then some, something told me to go to school. So that's how I ended up in the Vatican, in Rome. First, I, I, uh, I got my degree at Ave Maria University. The person who started it is Tom Monahan. He's a guy that started Domino's Pizza. He won the Detroit Tigers, the first world championship. <laughs> Okay, so I went to this school and then I ended up in the Vatican. I went to the school of, it's called the Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas. So that's what happened. Wow. That's definitely, what a, what a story, especially with uh, kind of taking you from one place to another. It's really cool to see. But um, talking about, you mentioned earlier that you just started trading and you ended up making a pretty, pretty good amount of money. What, I don't know if you really, you didn't, uh, maybe you hinted on it, but what led you to wanting to trade stocks and all that in the first place? Okay, my brother, Edward, is my business partner, even in our film production company. At that time, he got a Series 7. He passed it. I don't know if oh, you wow. all know what, yeah, like, you literally can trade stock, okay? It's a mm -hmm. very hard, finan you know, financial test. He, te he did it. And then I'm like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> so I, could, I always think that way. I can always conquer whatever objectives I want to fulfill. So, but okay, this is what I did. Before I went to Rome, like back to Rome, in the summer, I only took $500, okay? $500 and I bought stock. And I realized that my, see, this is the thing with people now, right now in the crypto space. It's so much harder to, to trade crypto and nfts because with stock just stock i bought 500 dollars. i immediately lost a hundred of it okay in the summer from like june to let's say to august then i said okay stop angelica stop don't trade anything yeah. so then i then so what i did was i looked at how to analyze fundamentals and what i mean that by that is with crypto i do the same thing i check who's on the board Okay, how much money do they have? Do they have a business plan, which is a whitelist? I understand sometimes you can't see it. I analyze the, the crypto exactly how I would analyze stock. And that's one oh, thing wow. people are missing, right? And then at the same time, I had to, I studied the Japanese candlesticks because for crypto, you know, when people are investing, they get FOMO and they think it just goes up. Okay, there are laws of, of finance. Okay, it's a thing called fractals fractal moves in waves okay it goes up it goes down and then there's a certain point like it stops and then it goes up or down depending yeah. right and people don't understand these laws and that's why for example so you were doing a lot of technical analysis would that, would yes. that kind of be true yeah oh yeah see like right now i don't even need to look at nft crypto graphs I don't need to look at the technical charts. It's already in my head. Like I can see the crypto. I already know where it's going. For example, NFT world, I own three of them. I got 120,000 free world tokens airdropped to me. Okay. It started, I think from four cents or six cents all the way to 0.65 cents. I already sold all of them at, at least at 45 cents, all 120,000 before the crypto market crashed. 
Oh wow, that's actually that's very very impressive, especially with、um, understanding charts that well. That's that's really cool. Yes. But um, so, sorry, continue. No, okay, yeah. So no, that that that's what happened. So what happened then after I I was my, my mind was not ready to trade stock. I was too freaked out. Okay, when you're trading, you cannot be freaked out. You have to be in a you know state of balance. You really need to know what you're invested in. So then I waited six months. I started, I started studying like crazy. And when I mean I'm studying like crazy in the Vatican, okay. When you go to school there, usually in regular school there's four classes a semester. No, in the Vatican it's ten classes a semester, plus a Cohen Greek language. Then you have a paper that's fifteen pages of the top of like my classmates are from ninety six different countries. They're the top of the who's who、oh、in the、God. world. Then you have to present a paper, okay? Just to get into my school, like as a professor, you need to know six seven languages. So what I'm trying to say is. Your mind has to like. This is how I study. I can study on that level very quickly. So that's why I was able to. After six months, I tested it again with E Trade with day trading. So I realized that my mind was disciplined enough, and I understood the market. I understood what was happening. I understood the risk. I could read the Japanese candlesticks, and that's why I made from five thousand, twenty thousand dollars. But see,、wow. the crypto, the crypto market is even crazier. It's、yeah. even worse. Than the- it's even worse because it's even more volatile. Yes, because okay, 2018. Okay, that's the thing. Your portfolio, instead of swinging, you know, 20% in the in the stock market, it it can drop 50%, 70%. You can lose、yeah. $50,000 at a time, you know, or even 80% of it. Like my portfolio, I'm just I'm not going to say how much money I had, but in 2018, I had over a hundred cryptos. Okay, a hundred cryptos. And my portfolio dropped to I'll say one thousand one hundred eighty-two dollars. Yeah, I, I I own like six cryptos, and I'm like, oh my god, how do I even wrap my head around this? I can only imagine having a hundred different cryptos in your portfolio. That's actually insane. Yes, and it dropped to my portfolio was one thousand one hundred eighty-two dollars. That's all I had left.、Wow. And then again, I, I, I X from the original, not one thousand one hundred eighty-two. Yeah. And that's why I was able to see. That's why people don't get with this market. It's too, you know. It's right now, 2022. People are thinking, oh, it's going to go up. I don't know because 2018, it didn't go up till 2021 with yeah, the rally. Yeah, it's it's good. It it takes a little bit, especially if we enter a like guaranteed bear market.、Uh, it's going to be a while until we see、uh, new all time highs. But to understand the metaverse better, you obviously kind of have to understand crypto since they're kind of in the Web three world. Um, would you, can you, what, uh, what's your current opinion on crypto with this bear market? Crypto with this bear market. Okay,、yeah. again, this is not financial advice. I could be completely wrong, but I, because remember, there's also the geopolitical situation with Ukraine. I don't want to go too much into politics. There's also a possibility of hyperinflation. There's the Federal Reserve has you know printed out money. It's called quantitative easing. I don't know if you guys know that. Then we went through the COVID crisis. Okay, so and then the whole money before the money was only tied to you know certain certain countries. Now it's 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 a global financial system. Okay, so we have all this going on that we didn't have in 2018. So again, this is not financial advice for me. Crypto right now is going to be down for a while.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, we're、uh, not here to 
coerce someone to making a investment or anything. We're just here to give some uh, information out there, but personally, not not financial advice. But I believe we're in a bear market. I don't think we'll see any skyrocketing prices anytime soon. But um, what would you say your current crypto, your current favorite crypto is? Okay, wait. Okay, I will give you that. Then I'll give you an answer about something that I learned in stock trading. My first, okay, my favorite crypto, but it's down right now. So as I told you, again, I'm not trying to be political. So with the Ukraine, you know, war, Biden on Friday said that he was going to go against the SWIFT accounts of Ukraine. Okay, wow. why is this? Yeah, why is this important? Because that Friday there was a SWIFT paper. And I read, I read some of it, and it was talking about the new financial system, ISO two zero zero two two, and it said that it's supposed to start November two thousand twenty two, and there are certain it's the new financial system that is going to take over SWIFT, and the the these cryptos are there's certain cryptos that are already ISO complicit, they're already part mm-hmm. of the new financial system. Again, it's down because I was. One of them is XRP, which I have been invested in. I think since like 2017, okay. And I even went through the whole like right now. There's a lawsuit. I've been through that whole lawsuit. And so there's XRP that's part of it. XLM, Zinfin also, Algorand, and IOTA. So, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things, especially about XRP and Algorand. I've heard they're building a, a lot of great things. But continue. Right, but again, you know the, the the crypto mindset though is decentralization, right? But mm-hmm. there's also the world like there's seven plus billion people, and they still also need to function in the world. And SWIFT is a system that's the fi- you know the banking system, and ISO is taken over. So my way is I invest in cryptos that are ISO. Another thing that I invest in is future technologies in the fourth industrial revolution. So, oh, wow. yeah, like for example, I invest in artificial intelligence cryptos. I invest in the sensors, like the sensors of of uh, that that are connected to a possible AI. Mm, what's your What's your kind of opinion on AI? Because I know a lot of um, my personal opinion on AI is that it's something that's kind of gonna take over the world. I, I view it, and it's like when you see those movies or kind of stories about robots taking over the world i'm one of those people that kind of believes it just because i know ai is so powerful and it has and it can do that if there's no like off switch but what's your personal opinion on ai and how do you think it's going to end up tying into our world oh okay so a way that it will tie up i'm i'm invested in this one crypto and it's already i i'm sorry i don't know which which um car company it's connected to but what you do is you have in your car a sensor and then say you live in a city you live in a city and you want to find a parking in the city so inside this crypto with your car there's like a wallet and also with your phone it automatically tells you oh five miles i mean five minutes away here's a parking spot okay this is a real use case already so you go and you drive you go into the parking spot and, and then once you're you you're in that parking spot, you go out. It's already paid for. Oh wow! Yeah, that's actually that's a, really cool. Yeah, that is a real use case now. Like in the future, what's going to happen with AI and and blockchain is you're driving. Your car is a smart car, or it can self drive. 
okay then you're it's going to go by itself once the laws because i'm in michigan right now we're going to build the first what is it called like fully automated freeway in in the world right now it's happening in michigan so what you do is you drive your car's gonna drive and say oh the car's empty then it's gonna go to the gasoline station and it's gonna somehow pump itself you know it's gonna get pumped with whatever oh energy or gas i don't know which one it is then from there it's gonna pay itself like it's gonna pay the gas itself in a crypto wallet and then it's gonna and then the the car itself is gonna pay itself a fee and it will all do it in real time that's actually so cool that that would that's what makes me so excited for the future of this entire space just because the possibilities are truly endless and especially with the incorporation of ai technology and um, the metaverse as well with obviously crypto I, there's just so many things you can imagine and so many things you can think about and you can work towards anything in this space and kind of you just have the opportunity to be able to make anything pretty much come true or any dream you have come true but uh let's kind of hop with that out of the way do you want to hop right in the metaverse and everything it's about up- it? You can you can lead me. Just lead me away. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, uh, for anyone in the audience uh, or listening on after it's been published, maybe wondering uh, to get a better understanding of what you do with the metaverse, you kind of have to obviously understand what the metaverse is first. Do you mind you just give a basic example of what the metaverse is? Okay, so for me, I'm thinking already futuristic. So. It's everything we do in real life that's going to be in the metaverse, okay? Then you're going to have AR that has a digital twin of what you're seeing in real life. And then you're going to be able to live there, play there, build businesses there. So as I was telling you, Michael, and I said this in Yahoo, my Yahoo Finance Live interview. So right now in business, you, you um, need a website. That's how people find you in the future in the metaverse instead of having a website you're going to have a metaverse property in whatever metaverse you want then instead of the www you're going to have coordinates and people can automatically go there meet you they can have a maybe in the future there might be an ai there might be an avatar to greet maybe you're going to have a worker that's an avatar and you conduct business that way and maybe you could do it 24 7. That's so impressive, just especially with how I just mentioned how anything is possible. The metaverse, uh, especially that's something that ties into the anything is possible message just because there's an endless amount of things you can think about. And almost every part of our lives can be changed uh, with the kind of importance and increase in popularity of the metaverse. But um, how can someone... Like, obviously, there's many ways to access VR and stuff like that. But uh, what are some popular examples of the metaverse? And what are some just ways people can experience it? Okay, so what do you mean by popular example? Do you mean now or in the future? Um, Now, like, if someone was wanting to just check out the quote-unquote metaverse, how would they do that now? Like, okay, with different so, With different options. Okay, I was invited six months ago to a metaverse on Solana. Uh, and I'm sorry, I don't know what the metaverse is. It's my friend. So he's he's from France. And he, his metaverse was a loft, 
okay? And he loves rap music and he had like Biggie and Tupac posters that are like NFTs. So what happened in in the back of like I'm checking out his loft, there's like music playing. In the back there's poker chips, like a poker table. I'm like, "Why is that? Like what am I supposed to do here?" But, you know, then there were like beer bottles <laughs> and then uh, so what I didn't know, he was having a poker tournament after his party in the metaverse and whoever won would get money right with the poker tournament then to the left if you go to the left there's a stage with french rappers he had french rappers entertaining us and then we were just jumping around because that's what <laughs> so far that's so cool and did you you all had like vr headsets on and everything oh no we didn't have vr sets yet that is the scalability is still a problem with that Oh, uh, okay. Like, I, I don't know if it's like a thousand, depending on what program it is. I think only a thousand people and it hasn't been tested yet. It's only like a thousand people at a time can yeah. enter into that place in real time. That's that's really cool. I think it's they're definitely uh, just something like that. Just hanging out with friends in a um, like metaverse or virtual reality space is really cool to see, um, especially because... Be, especially with the increase of COVID and people staying home, it kind of it, it gives you more options to hang out and make better connections with people, and especially just for, for having people perform for you in the metaverse is actually sick. Um, thinking about there's real people that are like, yeah, I gotta perform for this guy in the metaverse later, <laughs> right? Uh, but it, it's pretty cool. But you know what was difficult about this party? First of all, because I, I want to give something different because he did something different. Usually you go into the metaverse, like crypto voxel, right? You have your VR set, you walk in, and then you see art installation with a QR code. You take your phone, check the QR code, and it's basically a sales pitch. Yeah. I mean, that's straight up boring. Okay, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> no, yeah, the, you know, that's, so, that's something like um, talking about that. I don't mean, I, I kind of want to give a shill to my friend from Tag Tappers. He sent me a one-of-one kind of t-shirt with this NFC technology linked into it, where, have you ever used Apple Pay before? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, so pretty much how it works, or when you, you put your phone up to, like, the, or the tap feature when you pay for something, you just put your phone up to it, and it kind of gives, and it kind of gives you the signal that it's been paid for. It uses that same technology, so if you take your phone, like, say me and you were having this conversation, like, one-on-one uh, -on -one in, like, in the real world, not over the internet, but you could take your phone put it over the Tag Tappers logo and a link would pop up on your phone. You'd click on it and it would go to the Web3 Weekly link tree. So it's really cool technology talking about uh, like uh, online digital business cards. I think that's another way to make it we, more interesting. But I think I know him. Yeah, uh, Jacob because, Jacob oh. Godfrey. Oh, wait. What's his, what's his Twitter name? I think it's just at Tag Tappers. Oh, okay. No, I don't know him. Okay, someone <laughs> else came up with the same thing, and I got it for free in, in NFT New York. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but sorry, continue to what you're saying. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, but what I was going to say is, like, that's why my 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 friend who did the one with the, the loft and the party, that was different. It was, it was interesting. And then another, but what I was going to say that made it difficult in the metaverse was if you're going to communicate, you have to type like like minecraft nft and it was cause it was causing friction like i rather have been able to talk that's the problem i see in the metaverse right i don't know i haven't i'm not for meta okay facebook just for you guys to know i haven't been inside of it i don't know if you could just talk and you could hear each other 
I think it's more like a proximity chat thing. What so I have mean? where, like, if you're near someone in a Horizon world or something, you can hear them. But the farther and farther you quote unquote walk away, their voice becomes quieter and quieter as you walk away. Okay, yeah. So that needs to be fixed, though. Like mm-hmm. how to how to communicate. Yeah, um, but. I think Meta, they're trying to figure out a bunch of stuff with just how to get people into uh, using their VR headsets. I think their VR headsets are very cool, but obviously it's hard to kind of support a centralized company being a like a Web3 podcast. But I think what Meta's doing, they, de- they definitely have a lot of potential just because they're a centralized company and they have so much kind of funding and money behind them. But I think people... Uh, I think the people in this space will create something much better, um, but that's my personal opinion. But uh, obviously, you are kind of a quote-unquote metaverse uh, advisor as well as a investor. But um, what makes you so bullish on the metaverse? Okay, so I can see the writing on the wall because humanity we evolve, right? We evolve. Like for example. In the past, we had the horse buggy, and then we evolved and transitioned to the steam engine. And then now, like with with this technology, it was the internet. Now we're going into Web three, okay, because of Bitcoin, and and the payment, the new payment system. So for me, it's a transition into this world, and especially what moved us forward is COVID. You know, we were trapped into our homes. We couldn't we couldn't have any relations with our family. And I believe that if this ever happens again, I don't want it to. But we can enter into that. And plus, yeah. I think. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say just with COVID and everything. That's why I became so bullish on kind of Web3 as well as the metaverse and just VR technology as a whole, because uh, I had to take online classes uh, through Zoom and Google Meet. And it sucked. I mean, it was so boring. Like, and I felt like it could be improved so much. And once I realized that if everyone was like in, if we were doing class in VR, it would feel more personal. I wouldn't get distracted by my phone because I'd be in an actual classroom and stuff like that. So that's another reason why I just, I think the metaverse just has so much more potential because I had to experience what it's like to pretty much do everything online and live from my home. Right. And you know what else, too, that, well, I'm just saying it because I'm not going to develop this. Anybody hears me. So another thing that could be done with education is like Pokemon, right? Remember, like, was it Pokemon Go in Qtel made it? And how people were like hunting around and doing that. But if they can hunt around in the metaverse and it's a learning experience, I think that would be fun. I think I completely agree. Yeah. And then they can get like if they do something, they can get some instead of crypto. I don't want to use that word because of legal tender laws. Right. In the U.S. (laughs) So it's tokens and they can use that and they can buy skins because it's interoperable. Say it's interoperable. There's like a hundred like for NFT worlds. There's 120 plus uh, game economies and different people building in their in this in this one metaverse. Then they can use the skins and or whatever they want to buy I think, in, and that can help with keeping the tokenization in place. Oh, yeah, exactly. Leaking out. Yeah, if you, it's, it would be like, especially kind of like Coinbase's thing where it's learn to earn. It would actually be a learn to earn where if you learned that maybe like if a, a city could 
implement this in their maybe town square and you walk throughout the town and you learn different things and learn different history all about the uh, city i could definitely see that being a really uh really cool experience oh my gosh that's a very interesting idea and you can even do it inside the metaverse you make, yeah. uh, you'd make a what is it called a twin a digital twin of mm-hmm. that of that um of that like what park or whatever yes right because for example i know this was satoshi island because i was going to invest in that and yeah. then okay they made a digital twin and who made the digital twin for them was tcg world the metaverse um, yeah okay. so you could do it because what you do is it's satoshi island is on vanatu vanuatu island okay where australia's on the left japan's on the on the north it's a real island you have a modular on top that's made by james law who is a real architect i mean he's made uh, amazing buildings all over the world and then what you do is if you want to build that your home right your your smart home you use the two the uh, the digital twin and you just move things around in your home away from Vanuatu then once you get there you go there oh okay yeah that's really cool i like that but um talking about more about you with the metaverse what led you to pretty much become a metaverse property investor like what what steps did you take to realize like finding new products or projects and eventually becoming an investor in them Okay, so I'm a I have a very extreme personality. So when I do something, I do it all the way. Okay? So when I had when I bought stock, okay, I bought a lot of different stock. But my I'm like Warren Buffett mindset, buy dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Okay? Cuz if you buy dirt cheap, then it can skyrocket. That skyrocket. Then, you know, 10x, 100x. Then when I bought crypto, I had 100, right? I had 100 cryptos, and a lot of them I bought for under 1 cent. So oh, I wow. could buy. Yes, that's why I was able to make a lot of money. I would buy like 50,000 of them, million of them. Okay? But then after that, with the metaverse, the the first one I saw was the sandbox. And I understand that the crypto this was in I think what is it? It's 2022, so it was 2020 maybe or 21. No, or or two, yeah, I don't know, 2020 I bought it for like $1,000. Okay? Oh, wow. Cuz I saw Yeah, what made me want it was Snoop. I saw Snoop's trailer and I said, "Whoa," cuz when you saw Sandbox, it was just a map with dots. Yeah. And that was it. And you're like, "I don't understand anything." But but then I'm like, I researched and once I saw the trailer, I understood it. So then I bought that property. Then the second thing I bought was NFT World. I bought three of them. So, I think I w- bought one for 1,200 and then I bought two others. And in, and then it it went up all the way to like $30,000 plus and I sold one at 30,000. Wow. Yeah. Talk about it. Wow. Yes, and That's then I very impressive. Yeah, and then I even I I was I I got too prideful. What happened? I also made an NFT world called Enter the Dragon. I I had a I think he's from Brazil, a Brazilian builder. I made I I uh, hired him to build my dragon. inside the nf inside nft world you can even go inside his mouth like inside nobody has seen the inside <laughs> of his mouth right and and then so i someone wanted to buy it for i think $45,000 before the market crashed it's actually insane 
yeah, no, they. I, I can only imagine your feeling when you maybe got that email from OpenSea or whatever, or whatever marketplace you were using. They have an offer for forty five thousand dollars. Like, what was your reaction to that? Okay, this is my reaction. That's why you can't get too greedy. So the floor was higher than forty five thousand at that time, and I, my, my, I got too greedy. I was like, okay, the floor is under forty five thousand. I paid someone to make this for me. So yeah. I would have got way more money back because I, I think I also only paid for the land is one thousand around one thousand five hundred. That was yeah. it. So I got too greedy and I I said no. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I I've been there before. I've been right. there before. Yeah, it's like I, you think yeah. it's like well it's gone up this much, but like if it goes up another hundred percent, I'll be even more rich it's like you kind of have to take gains off the table you gotta have to be smart not financial advice but there's sometimes where you're like you know what this is a pretty good amount of money i'll take a little bit off the table right see i was i was greedy in the sense of because it was the floor price and i thought oh all these people didn't build their they didn't even build their land it's just land and i spent <laughs> money building it and that's what made me greedy and now i see my mistake i should yeah. have sold it yeah but um, with that, like you obviously have invested in a lot of properties. Can you maybe name some things you're currently looking at, especially with just metaverse worlds or metaverse developments? Oh yeah, okay. So I think it was a month ago I invested in Alluvium. I'm also mm -hmm. into gaming because okay, so Alluvium looks crazy. It looks like triple A gaming, and the reason I like Alluvium is you can make passive. I'm looking for passive income. Okay, because that's the only yeah. way you can get wealthy. You cannot get wealthy just working nine to five. You need to have, you know, streams of passive income. So Alluvium has oil. Okay, no, this is what you have to do. So there's like these Alluvatars and they fight each other and they have to walk through the land. Okay, they walk through the land. And the way they walk through the land is they need like, I don't know if it's called oil or gas. Like they need energy to walk through the land. And the only way to get that energy is if you're a land property owner. Like I'm a land property owner. I think I bought like three allu like alluvium properties, and you need you need that you I can give you the gas, and then the 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 characters can play, so I can get passive income from that. Oh wow, that's actually really cool. Cause I'm a bit I'm a massive uh, passive income fan. I think really everyone is, whether it's through advertisements whether it's through, through just affiliate codes stuff like that or even just like dividends from stock um passive income is really how you actually make your money because you can continually uh put money back into your investments and that's how you really grow wealth just like you said so it's really cool Yes, and another one that I'm invested in, but I don't know, like, I just don't have any more time. I have too many properties, and too many investments, but another one that I thought was very interesting was Big Time. Okay, Big Time, the found, the co-founder is from Decentraland. The person who made the game, because I'm also looking at AAA Gaming, okay, so it's it's a Halo person who made it. Okay, mm -hmm. so what's interesting about big time is again you own you can own the land. It's a game. Then if it depends on what land you own, that land can actually mint exclusive NFTs for the game. And as wow. that land owner, yes, as that land owner, you could sell it. That's actually really cool. How it just creates games for you. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. No, it can mint all, like high exclusive skins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a uh, 
just a it's like a, a kind of like a clothing shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, other than that, is there anything else you, um, especially with the metaverse? Obviously, I want to get more into your advisory role and kind of speaking on behalf of behalf of metaverses, but. Is there anything else you're currently looking at or anything you're currently bullish on before we get into all that? Oh, yes. Yes, I am very bullish on something. I believe there's another evolution in the trend. Like, first it's crypto, then, you know, NFTs, Mm -hmm. then it's the metaverse. I think DAOs, like decentralized autonomous organizations and actual things in real life. So I'm also invested in that. For example, I was asked to be a senior what is it a senior advisor for a solar power plant in Dubai that's a Dow and this 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 okay so the investors have the solar power plant in Dubai in Germany and then they're going to sell it as like an NFT but then it's part of a Dow and when the solar power plant takes off the people can make money from it oh wow it's like almost buying shares in the uh, like upcoming company yeah, so that's I think, why. I think this is giving a lot of, I think the whole NFT space is really giving access to a lot of crowdfunding services and stuff like that, where you're kind of able to, you're able to buy shares in upcoming companies like that we normally could never, like normally norm, regular people can't invest in startups. And this is a just a way for the average person to invest in a startup company or project or whatever through these NFTs. Michael, you hit the nail on the wall. Like you just because this is what I understood already in 2017. I'm like, you have to be an institutional investor to invest in this stuff. Meaning you need to if you're single, you need two hundred thousand dollars or you need at least a million minus your house. And that's why I'm so bullish. I am looking for those startups that are going to last like they're going to be the amazon of the future or Mm -hmm. tesla Uh, that's exactly what i'm doing that's why another thing like i invest in real life so another one i'm part of is lynx dow so lynx dow if if you guys don't know it's a golf dow yeah didn't they get acquired did they get acquired by callaway or did they do something with callaway yes yeah so i'm part of their dow i even went to their meetup in nft new york so what they 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 represent we're going to buy a hundred a hundred uh, tier top like golf course in the US and a country club as a DAO wow. yes that's like the overall goal then on top of it yeah we get d- discounts on Callaway I, I went to Top Golf for the first time on July 4th and I, I think my brother and I when we played together we had around $49 in discount just for Top Golf that's insane Yes, and then Steph Curry, he's also one of the, the investors. And then when I went to NFT New York, NBC was there making a documentary on us because we're revolutionizing how business is, is, is being run in the golf course, like the golf industry, sorry. That's actually so cool. Because, I mean, look, talking about just... How I said you can invest in startups like this is a great example of that. I mean, I've heard about links down multiple times and I'm, I definitely love to continue to like uh, just talk about them and talk with them. Honestly, I don't know if they would uh, want to come on the podcast. But it's definitely something I'm into if they would uh, 
enjoy it. But yeah, the Lynx DAO is something really cool. They're revolutionizing the way kind of ownership can be run, especially with the DAO aspect. So it's really cool, especially since they're trying to buy a golf course as well as a country club, which would uh, kind of give a lot of, um, what's the right word? Just not um, a lot of credibility to this space because a decentralized organization owns a country club if that would ever happen. So I, I'm really bullish on, uh, especially LinkStyle. I, I know with LinkStyle, the people behind it, they're very kind. So just reach out to them. I'm going to do my best. I think I'm, I'm probably going to do that right after this uh, this interview. Because I think, because obviously I golf. I'm not good, but I enjoy it every now and then. But yeah, I think it's, it's really cool. Well, you know what's funny about golf? Okay, so... My cousin in Canada, he actually has his PGA, you know, card. And then my family, they golf. And they always asked me to golf and I never did. And for the first time in my life, I took I took golf lessons for three months from a PGA golf pro. Because I didn't want to just sit in the country club and drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know <laughs> You're like, so you know what? I got to get on the course. I got to get my exactly. foot on the course. I got to finally got to do something. Yeah, so so LinkStyle actually got me to play golf. And I love it because right now in the crypto space, I mean, get, yesterday I had four meetings. And then one of my partners, business partners, is in Asia. And the meeting started at 9 p.m. So the way that I don't go nuts <laughs> is I go and play golf. And I relax and I just shut off my phone. That's one of the main ways because I do a lot of, I try to, since since I'm a power lifter, I do a lot of walking because I don't like running because it's too much like just just stuff on my joints and it kind of just gives me too much pain. So I walk a lot. I'll actually, almost every time I play golf, unless I'm playing 18 holes, I'll walk nine with a few of my friends because it's an instant like 10,000 steps, a couple miles. And it's pretty good for me. And I also uh, use a couple apps where I, it tracks my steps and I get paid in uh, Satoshis, which is the, part of the Lightning Network. So it's like, hey, it's a win-win for me. Yes. Oh, you, okay. I'll tell you another thing I'm bullish on. It's also in real life and it will be built in the metaverse is MetaBrew Society. I actually talked to the, the founder, Holger. He 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 talked to me. And, and so what it is, is they're buying a German brewery in Germany. And oh, wow. you, yeah, if you own their their NFT, you get free beer, like so many <laughs> beers a year sent to you. That's awesome. Yes. And then what else is uh, they also are working with companies if they want to start their own beer company with labels. That's so sick. Yeah, it's called Metabrew Society. Yeah, Holger, he was so awesome. He sent me free beer from Germany. And then by the time I got back from <laughs> NFT New York, it was I had three beer bottles that were waiting. <laughs> so I can only imagine just walking up to your doorstep or whatever and just having a package from someone you were talking to in NFT NYC and being like, wow, they're really on their shit, man. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, he I met him before. Like, he sent it to me before. Like, we had a meeting. <laughs> That's so awesome because I actually just talking about that when I interview people or maybe even just have conversations with people, it's cool when they'll actually reach out and be like, hey, do you want to try our product or or whatever they're kind of maybe not selling, but whatever their kind of project is all about. And I'm like, hell yes, I would love to try whatever you're doing just because it adds that personability kind of aspect to it also you can tell they care and they want to it's kind of weird i don't know if this comes off kind of like 
snobbish or maybe like assholeish, but they want you to respect them and they want you to know that they're a business that actually cares what they're doing by sending you their product because they have faith in the product and they don't want to hide it away and never let you actually experience it. Oh, yes. And then I think it's September 30 of this year. Their brewery is open. And you can go there. You can test. You get free beer and you can see the brewery. That's so cool. There's so <laughs> many There's so many things that they're building inside this space. And it's, it's so impressive. Yes. But um, obviously you are in contact with a shit ton of people inside this space to... Uh, Pardon my French, but uh, <laughs> what led you kind of to this moment in this place where you're at, where you're helping uh, just metaverse projects or just kind of projects in general? Like what led you to the, have that advisory role? Okay. The truth, I have no idea. It just happened to me. <laughs> like, like, for example, I started, I started just finally, I started showing my portfolio and what I'm buying or what I'm interested in on my on my Twitter feed, and then I was shocked that the, the associate editor of Business Insider said, I want to interview you, oh of just based on your portfolio. Then, after the interview came out on a Wednesday, that, then, okay, Yahoo Finance Live, the, the producer, the ex-producer was for the Today Show, and hunted me down, like hunted me down with DMs and Instagram, on Twitter, on my business account, every like every way you can find me, she tried to find me and told me that the the what is it the announce the interviewer want, newscaster wanted me there had to have me there this Friday. Oh wow! So yeah, like that that sounds like something you gotta do. Yes, exactly. So that I did that, and even prior to that. I don't know why like people just come to me like some people start like one person started a DAO and she worked in the UK in, in the UK she's from the UK she worked for a venture capitalist firm and started a DAO okay and it's for women entrepreneurs and she's gonna pick some of them the DAO picks and gives them I don't know let's say $20,000 to their business and she asked me yeah she asked me well, you, she started a Twitter space. She asked me, would you speak? And I was one of like the second Twitter spaces. And then usually I'm, I, I'm glad for this. When, when like 50 plus founders of NFTs, metaverses, DAOs, they come to me. And then, and I, I, I basically know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and I, obviously I can tell just having this conversation with you, whether it's recorded or the conversation we had beforehand, it's, I can tell you have a real passion about this space. I think that's another reason why people want to uh, kind of get information or get your opinion on stuff. It's because you have been here for a while. You understand the past markets, and you're just someone that you're you're not gonna you're not gonna bullshit someone if their project has a problem. You're gonna you're gonna tell them the truth about what you think. And I think that's what people admire about what you do inside this space because you tell them the truth. And they're going to learn and improve whatever they're working on from, like, you being an advisor to their, to their project. Yeah, that's exactly what I've known for. Even my followers know I don't bullshit. Like, yeah, even if, I, if like, some founder comes to me, I, I will look at their website. I'll go, okay, it took me five clicks to figure out what you're doing. I don't know mm -hmm. what your project is. Or, again, I'm a filmmaker. Like, when I mean a filmmaker, I own a film production company. I write, direct, produce, name brand commercials, such as Lens Crafter. My clients are Doritos, 
I, I directed and shot the NBA. So sometimes also founders show me their trailers for their videos to put out their product. And I'm like, nope, that's not hot enough. This is the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, no, it, it's a really cool, obviously, you have a very, very cool job. Um, and especially just advising major companies, especially with whether it's your metaverse, crypto background, or it's just your film background. But uh, I have a few questions for you about the metaverse, and then we can talk about kind of the future for you and uh, what your goals are. But um, when you kind of are when you are in the space doing an advisory role, let's say you're with a company like hypothetically, what things are you focused on? Like what are your main points when talking to a either a metaverse project or just kind of a Web3 project? Like what do you okay. make sure they're doing right? Okay, so this space is so quick. It's rapid. Mm-hmm. So, okay, number one, if they're doing something, say they're metaverse and their metaverse is already in analog versus digital. It's like so old already, then... I, I I can't work with them. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. number one because they're already behind. Because what was last? Okay, here's an example. I, I went with the NFTs. I I invested in NFTs when CryptoKitties first started. Okay, and if you go, yeah, if you go to OpenSea right now, see, I do, I check. Like right? you, you put the top all-time NFTs. Half of them don't even exist anymore. Yeah, that's actually, I mean, the same with, the, especially with the ICO boom, which is the initial coin offering around like 2017. I don't think a lot, a lot of those coins are gone as well. Yes. So one thing I look for is, is the founder, co-founder, are, can they adapt to the time with the, the, the technology? Do they see where the market's going to go or are they going to just go back to where it was mm-hmm. in the past? I don't want to deal with those people. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, it's important because if you're dealing with someone that is uh, just pretty much against changing and they don't want to adapt to the new world, you just you can tell their business won't survive because if you can adapt as a business, that's one, probably one of the best attributes to have other than like hard work and stuff like that. Yes. And then another thing I look for is uh, it's so obvious for me when when I talk to these founders, who's a true business person, like entrepreneur or who's just hype. Mm-hmm. Okay, like someone who's an entrepreneur, they already started other businesses in the past, and they take that real life experience and expertise and they put it into their their Web three business. And yeah, those that... are the people. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I, I completely agree. Sorry to cut you off early, but um, uh, with with talking when I talk to people, whether I'm doing an interview or just chatting with people, whether that there may be like running an NFT collection or stuff like that, I actually think it's better. If they've ran either multiple collections or multiple businesses, just because they have the experience and they've learned each time they've either failed or succeeded in business. So it really makes the more and more experience you have makes your product better. Right. And then another thing I've noticed, too, is, okay, I'm just going to be honest with all the listeners out there. A lot of the the projects are not going to work. And this is why I know. So some founders have told me I'm not going to name them. Okay. They had a DAO, okay, let's say. Then, obviously, they have the funding. Everybody can check it in in the wallet, right, through the trans, through the blockchain transaction. They're not allowed to touch that. But then the Ethereum dropped. We're right now here in the state. They lost half their money. Okay, they lost half their money. They're going to lose it in three to four months. It's going to be gone, and they will not be able to continue. And the investors already invested. 
So uh, what I'm trying, yeah, that's why like with my my day trading at work, like I said, I sold everything, right? Or I would take the I would take the Ethereum. Like I don't when it dropped Ethereum from what it was almost four thousand to now like it went down to one thousand two one thousand two hundred. I barely had any Ethereum left because I would put it into maybe like you have to exchange it into another currency, a strong currency mm-hmm. or like gold, like American. Wow. Yeah, American Eagles. Like you got to be smart, and that's another thing that entrepreneurs in the space are not thinking. And then, and then I've been told by some founders, "Oh, I understand why there's a rug pull." Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yes. But um, it's really cool to see. You're very honestly. I kind of see you as a role model. So not to get like too uh, <laughs> ushy gushy, but <laughs> I do see you as a role model in the space, especially for me. Because I want to, my goal with what I do is I want to be someone that people come to for advice in this space. That's why I'm building now. Um, I'm trying to get as many interviews, experience. I'm just trying to build up my knowledge of this space. Just, just trying to be someone that uh, any company or project feels like they can reach out to. Um, especially just, I want to be a news reporter in this space a little bit too. Just because I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy talking about news. I enjoy getting the right information out there as well. But just like with what you do with uh, pushing the message for the metaverse, uh, pushing the message for just crypto in like in a positive way is really important to expanding this market and getting more people in because it's important because once people actually learn about it, they realize the potential it has. And when you let's say like you've obviously talked with Yahoo Finance and many others about kind of you've, you've talked on a lot of public stages uh, openly about the metaverse how are you helping push a positive message all about metaverse as well as crypto like what do you, what are you doing right now to make sure that the metaverse is looked at in a positive light okay so uh, like the problem is like we're stuck in our own bubble in the crypto world and then i i was stuck in the same bubble i said who cares who cares what the other people think because they're gonna have to join we're you know like for example, the the TV, it, everybody has to go digital, okay? And then everybody will have to go through to smartphone. People are going to enter into the metaverse. And I didn't understand that I actually have to address the skeptics and just regular people living in their homes with their families and how to get them into the metaverse. So my way with Yahoo Finance Live when I was doing it was people are hurting right now financially, okay? So, so if there is a way for them to build a business and make money or or like third world countries I've, I, my mom like my mom and dad like they I'm part Filipino so they lived in a third world country I have so many people saying Jessica what can I do so I'm trying to also figure that out how to help them make passive income because I understand with Axie Infinity some Filipinos have told me they had a hundred thousand and they it's now down to like five thousand. Oh wow yeah, yeah so, I, it, people have lost a lot of money, whether it be some people have lost it through investments or people have just not been able to afford the same things because prices are going up and they have less money to spend. Yes, yes. So that's why the way to help out people is if you can help them build a business or find passive income through the metaverse. I completely agree. You, you got to help them either improve what they're what they're good at whether that be a business or just improve their skills because when you improve whatever skills you have that's when you uh 
just because you add value. When you add value to the market, you're rewarded for the value if someone needs what you do. Like I'm trying to add value to the market through this podcast and through the information I'm getting out there, and you're trying to add value through advising, whether that be through filmmaking,、uh, just advising projects and stuff like that. And people will pay for your time because you have you have increased your skills and you've added value to yourself. Yes. Yeah, but that's what you have to do. You have to think of not just like in our little bubble. You have to think there's seven billion. This is the fundamental business. This is how you you know make it. You have to think there's seven plus billion people. How much? How how can you help their lives out the most people? Exactly. You got to find a problem and you got to realize, okay, how can I solve this problem? And has anyone else solved it before? Exactly. And right now, this is what's interesting. You know, the blue ocean or the red ocean with the shark. Right now, this is a new space. So if you start it, you're gonna dominate it.、Mm-hmm. If you do, yeah, I completely agree. If you do it and you do it well, you can dominate in this space. Just because there's so many people that are almost. I've talked to people, and they're almost like they seem a bit hesitant or scared to actually dive deep into this space. What, and they might actually already be in this space, and they're too, and they might be scared or hesitant to start a project or start something just because they feel like they will fail. And I think the, the thought or the feeling of failure is really what holds you back and what can keep you quote unquote poor or on the on the lines of kind of poverty just because you're. If you if you're not scared to fail, you can't have success. Yeah. Yeah. No. I even though like people like wealthy business people, I mean they fly planes, you know, just for fun.、Mm-hmm. And I've been saying, get into this NFT, get into this NFT, and all I hear is, oh, okay, here's a JPEG, here you go, pay me ten thousand dollars. And I try and explain it over and over. And then once I said, well, guess what, Gary Vee's part of it. Then they're like, oh, okay, wait a minute, what's this? Yeah, they're like, wait, 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 wait. Maybe maybe it is something. Maybe it's not just a JPEG. Maybe、right. there's actually IP, and maybe there's actually something underneath the、uh, just look or the JPEG of the NFT. Yes, but I I want to say because you asked me this question, what is very interesting? I just got asked, okay, because we're talking about people and how to get them into the metaverse. Yeah. Okay, so what's so crazy? You know, the Economist,、mm-hmm. the famous magazine. Yeah, like the the massive corporation. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the head, his name's Chris, who's the head of content, and for conferences, just asked me to speak about the metaverse. Oh my in, god! In Vienna. Okay. No, are they gonna are, no to in Vienna? Holy yes, shit! Yes, in Austria on September twenty third. It's gonna be in front of. It's the largest like treasury, like the treasurers、oh、of the、god. governments and. Like one speaker is the treasurer, I think of. Oh my god, like Cisco, IKEA. Dude, oh, okay, oh yeah, my god. Yeah, like the ex prime minister of Belgium is the main speaker. Yeah, so, no, no, uh, uh, no pressure, but you have like billions of dollars looking at you. <laughs> exactly. So on September twenty third, I will be in Vienna, Austria, at the European Finance International Treasury Management. That the the Economist is holding, and I will be one of their speakers for the Metaverse. Wow, that's so impressive! I, I feel lucky to have you on the podcast right now. Thank you, someone just... someone that's about to speak in front of、uh, the people that are worth millions upon millions of dollars about the Metaverse, and in front of、uh, in in Vienna about an Economist like whole just 
what is it a conference is that what is that is this yes, called a conference or yes it's uh what is it called it's the world's largest and most influential treasury event there's 2000 plus senior treasury professionals oh my god like the head the former head of ikea north america ikea retail europe is going to speak it's there's... like every important finance person ever yes. will be there that's exactly insane. holy yes. shit i know well right? i'm just gonna just... Go ahead. I'm gonna give you a little golf clap for that one. Thank you so much. I just got the news yesterday. That's why I told you you have like perfect timing. Yeah, Great. I'm actually. Yeah, that that's that's perfect. I remember you you hinted at it a little bit, but um, I, I'm happy you could kind of publicly quote unquote announce it. But um, I have a little bit of questions, just kind of about the future of you. Obviously, we could talk for another hour about how um, excited and impressed I am by you to get a uh, speaking. At a uh, economist conference, you know, in front of like all the important money people in the world. But um, what does what's the future for Angelica like? What are you what are you trying to do in the next year, months? What, like, what's your goals? I know. Again, Michael, you have perfect timing. You're like you. You know, I I am going to drop this right now because I have a secret project, and I'm actually building my own metaverse right now. And I have partners. One of them is a renowned architect in the world, meaning he he had an apprentice under the school of Frank Lloyd Wright. If people don't know who Frank Lloyd Wright is, he's like the number one architect in America. So this architect, his name's Aaron, and he's building out the different structures in the metaverse. So that's wow. one. Yes. And then the second thing is, uh, I have a video game company in Asia that's building the metaverse, the meta, my metaverse right now. He has oh, 96 shit. people working. That's why I haven't been sleeping. I have like, I have uh, like, yeah, sometimes I'm up till three in the morning because Asia. Wow. Yeah. So I can only I'm- imagine the, like, cause one day you need to keep track of how many different people you either have a conversation with or contact you just about anything. Like, I, I think it might, it might be over 25 people that different people you talk to today. It might be 30. Oh, yeah. It, it's probably more than that. I mean, I don't know about one-on-one conversations, but just through Twitter, too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. No, but like with this metaverse, though, it's going to be different. Like, first of all, it's going to, like I said, have an architect that's designing it. And then a, a video game company, but it's not going to be a video game. So that's what I'm working on right now. And I'm working on the NFTs and hopefully in three months or less, there's going to be the first NFT to get in. I mean, Ooh, sorry, you, just yeah, you, better, you better let me know when that happens. Oh, yes. Right. And then and then I'm going to then the the images of the actual different designs based on Aaron, the genius architect. And then also, there's we're gonna make like like I will direct a video of of the metaverse, our metaverse. Wow, you, it's like all of your skills are tying into one. Your yeah. NFT, your, like your NFT skills with just everything you know about that. Your personal skills with advising a project and kind of getting the promotions out there, and also just your your filmmaking skills. And I um I could go on and on about just. Honestly, I, I don't mean to just be like a brown noser right now, but just what you're doing is so cool. And especially with like, since I mentioned earlier how I'm trying to kind of be like you and do what you do some like in a form of it, it's, it, it I'm really impressed just with, with, with everything. And I'm really right. super excited 
with what you're doing in the future. I can't wait to just see what this metaverse is like. I can't wait to uh, just be a part of your community as well as your project and just continue to kind of follow you and help you on your uh, path of success. Well, thank you, Michael. And also I want to say to you, I look up to you. You know that like when we first talked, like I can't believe how young you are. I thought you were like 30 something years old. You're going (laughs) for it. I know you will make it. Like I look up to you as well. And please, we are friends. You contact me, you text me anytime you need something. I'm here for you. I appreciate that. But um, I do have one more question for you. I asked it to every podcast guest I have. But before that, would you mind to kind of let the audience know where they can contact you or even get in touch or just follow you, whether that be any of your social media or anything like that? Right. Yes. The way is through Angel of Yahweh, Y-H-V-H. Okay. And through Twitter and then DMs. I do check my DMs. Awesome. As well. Awesome. That's the best way. <laughs> also, uh, when this video, when this uh, episode is on Spotify or any of the streaming platforms, I will have the links to all of Angelica's um, uh, social media so to have easy access for all the listeners. But also, here's the last question I asked to every podcast guest. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people it kind of throws uh, throws off. But um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be, and why would you want it? Oh my gosh, that's a very hard thing. You so, you know you'd be very surprised how many people like this. This is the question I ask that there's definitely the largest gap between question oh, and answer time. Okay, I know supra intelligence. Ooh, now that's yeah, a like really I, good one. Yeah, like I can see everything. I can see okay, like I can see cause and effect for every cause. Which I don't want to go too Aristotelian for you, but. For every cause, like an action, I could see the the multiple effects and and to execute the objective. Yeah. And and less time efficiency, I could see time before, after, and I can design everything and how the whole, not only this world, also the outside world, outside in time and space, can function. Yeah, that would actually be insane because like you wouldn't even have to, especially with super intelligence, I would never have to use Google ever you would just know it and that would be that would be awesome but uh yeah i I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast today um if anyone's listening please go check her out she has awesome content and she is a great person in this space to follow if you're looking for good quality information but uh, if anyone's listening today whether that be on the live twitter space or on a uh uh, listening platform like Spotify, YouTube, etc. Thank you for listening. You all are the whole reason uh, Angelica or I and I are here today just because to pretty much serve you all and give you all some information and just kind of uh, let, let our opinions known about the metaverse and especially everything inside this Web3 world. But if you all do want to continually support the podcast, it would be much appreciated. You can either just Go, go to our social medias, which is at Web3WeeklyPod on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. You can like some of our content. You can give us a follow. And maybe you can even tweet about us. That would be pretty cool as well. But also, if you want to just like some of our podcast episodes on using whatever streaming platform you are on, whether that be on Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, just like it. Maybe leave a five-star review. It really, you'll understand how much that helps because when Spotify sees a five-star review, 
They're like, wow, this podcast is really good. People are enjoying it. People want to continually listen. And that helps them. That kind of boosts. That uh, gives us a better uh, wherewithal with the algorithm and everything like that. So it really helps us grow. But also just share the podcast with your friends. Uh, send them the episode and be like, hey, check this out. This is a dope-ass interview from a, from a pretty cool podcast and everything. So that would be much appreciated as well. But Angelica, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. And yeah, if I, I'm all good. But if you have anything else you'd like to tell the audience, feel free to tell them. I just thank you all for listening and future listeners. If you have any questions, DM me or tweet me. And thank you again, Michael, for this opportunity. Yeah, no problem. I always appreciate when someone's uh, able to take time out of their very busy schedule like you to talk to a young guy and with a small podcast. But thank you again. And I've been saying this with my viewers or with my listeners in the past few days and kind of the past few episodes. But have a good one, everyone. Stay bullish, my friends.